Wow, ladies and gentlemen, what a time to be alive. I just found myself watching an Inspiration 4 commercial by none other than SpaceX, prompting you to go to their website and potentially get a ride to space. We're living in a time where there are commercials for space flights. You know, just couldn't be a better time. And what better than to be listening to a podcast where we bring to you everything that you need to know and that you've missed. With the best minds in the biz, let's go ahead and do a little round robin here. Live from the swamps, Harry Douglas. How we doing, kid? Doing good, boys. I was just wanted to let you know, Gardner, I signed you up to go to space. So um, you must have had you must have made a, a pretty hefty donation to St. Jude's. Well, I just figured like Earth has had enough of you, so we're gonna get you the fuck off of this. I've had enough of Earth, man. <laughs> So get me out of here. Uh, it's, a, well, it's a toxic relationship. Yeah. Well, live from Richmond, Dr. Wells, how we doing? I'm good. And I'm a little concerned about this SpaceX advertisement because there's actually a video of their test flight like going pretty viral of like whatever their most recent uh, rocket was. And on its like landing back onto Earth, it mis- like it mislanded and blew up into a giant fireball. Just Which a test, is Tom. Sl- slightly concerning if that's what's going to be sending mankind to wherever, the moon, Mars. I'm also like 95% sure I'm looking it up right now. I'm pretty sure that it's set for like the countdown on their website is 17 days. So if yeah, I have already I'll, signed uh, up I'll for catch, that. I'll catch the next one. Yeah, I think there's actually a couple people. Who have, but think about this, right? Like. You have to donate money to St. Jude's, and then it's a lottery. So essentially, you're doing a good deed. You can write that off for tax purposes, and then you're going to space. So it's kind of like a no-brainer. Yeah, I'll be on the next one for sure. All right. Well, on that note, let's go ahead and kick the uh, cue music while we, or cue the music, I should say, while I look the SpaceX up. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we told you we are here to entertain you. The agenda is jam-packed, so we're going to go ahead and get through it. We're going to talk a little debate club. We're going to talk about hashtag cancel culture and more. We've got some NFL Super Bowl LV recap for you. we got PGA Waste Management open, winner, losers, takeaways, and much more. And lastly, buzzer beaters with some music history. So let's start it off with some banner as always. I figured this is the best way to get the juices flowing. I wanted to bring something up that uh, <clears throat> was brought to my attention from another podcast, actually. Shout out to King and the Sting. And they've discovered Omegle, which uh, essentially is the new chat room roulette. And um, I'm not sure why we haven't learned our lesson from this, but I'll tell you right now, it's all dicks. So do yourself a favor hard pass. I didn't even go on the site. They did it live on their podcast. And uh, suffice to say, it was filled with penises. Should we should we go live? Uh, I'm, I'm not that interested in it. It was actually pretty, <laughs> pretty like gross, dude. I, you know, chat roulette as a young kid was pretty scarring. As an adult, like I don't I don't need that in my life. 
I mean, Facebook just recreated what MySpace was, and they did all right. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's you true. You never know if round two of Chat Roulette will become a billion-dollar company. Yeah, well, speaking of billions of dollars, um, it seems that this uh, – I don't know if you guys have tuned in in the news recently about this woman who uh, accidentally thought that um, a hair gel was Gorilla Glue or vice versa, and uh, acetoner was put in her hair, which burned her scalp, all this crap. All of a sudden, she's verified on social media. People are calling her up, telling her that they'll do the surgery for free, all this crap. I'm just really – and everyone's like, this poor girl, this poor girl. I, I'm sorry. Are, am I missing something here? This dumbass put Gorilla Glue in her hair and seeking sympathy. And not only is she seeking it, she got it. And, you know, verified on Instagram, you know you're making money at that point. Well, that's that's the problem. See, in 2021, to be – we were talking about this earlier. To be, like, recognized and, like, get clicks on the internet, you need to do ridiculous shit in, in this day and age. It can't just be the normal this and that, whatever. You have to have some sort of headline that's like, oh, my God, I have to see what this is. So you and, think it was a publicity stunt? Yeah, 100%. And it's something that she probably put a little research into and realized, like, well, this this doesn't say I can't put it in my hair or what, you know. Do you some, think Gorilla Glue paid her money for that? <laughs> uh, no, definitely not. Although What's, I do use Gorilla Glue pretty frequently around the house. I'm, I'm a bit of a handyman. Come, come, it's got a million uses. I, I imagine, like, when this all came out, Gorilla Glue probably reached out and was like, look— We'll spot the bill to fix this, but keep running with the story so that our name is just plastered over every media site, every news network, because it's what's happening. This chick is getting way too much attention. Uh, we just talked about people flying to space in 17 days, civilians, and yet this that's woman. In, that's in 17 days? 17 days. Oh, fuck, I thought that'd be like in a year or two. That's what I thought. So that's what makes Tom's point even scarier. You know what? Send this fucking chick on the first flight out. That's what I'm thinking, man. Yeah. Or put her on one of the test flights. Seriously. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe not the test flight. That'd be a problem if Gorilla Glue is uh, flammable. So we don't, we don't want anything bad to happen. Certainly flammable. All right. Well, let's move on. I wanted to do a little debate club with you two. Um, I guess it betwixt the trace of us uh and that is do you believe that ufc fighters are the most elite athletes in the world no hell no if no, no. then why have you ever seen like i mean have you seen these videos of could be trying to play soccer the guy like the guy can barely run like just because you can okay so and are, are an extremely good fighter doesn't make you like a so let me let me tweak that in terms of like you know, obviously not their um, diversity and athletic skills, but in terms of being peak athletes, in terms of their physique, in terms of their endurance, in terms of their strength, obviously hand-eye coordination is a huge factor. But like you said, like Khabib playing soccer is, you know, something painful to watch. But I think I, they're, like, they're the I most savage, guys like, scary athletes. Head to head, just absolutely bashing the shit out of each other and enduring it. Having the 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 mental durability to eat those punches, not gas yourself out, go the rounds, 
be technical enough to get the points and hopefully eventually get a KO. I think about other sports and I don't think about that much fucking thought process and and anguish <laughs> that, I'm, that an athlete always, faces. I've always thought of soccer players, professional soccer players, like top European soccer players being the best athletes in the world. I would also agree with that. I would say that that's a from good a, argument. From a peak physical standpoint, like they're yeah. all... 90, 90 minutes of full pitch. It's not easy. No, dude. <laughs> They're, that's why their thighs are freaking tree trunks. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna hate my answer to this. Basketball. But I, I think skating. NBA. I think NBA players are the most that's, that's peak so athletes bad. on this planet. Tom, I'm I appreciate you doing that solely for the banter and the argument, but you know that that is a that's, just that's an not asshole. that's not an argument. They are faster than soccer players. They are faster no. than football players. I would, there's no way to I would, I would take I would take Russell Westbrook in a race against any professional they're soccer player. They're not faster. Player. Than, you just say football players? They're, not they're running at four forties in four seconds, dude. There's, there's right. absolutely not a chance. You're you're talking about the Tyreek Hills of the league. Tyreek Hill is an elite, like speed athlete, yes. But the average, you know, NFL player, no. Yeah, but the yeah, but the average NFL player that that number is skewed back because of offensive linemen that run forty yard dashes in also, six fucking seconds. There's something to be said when Kevin Durant's calf game is equivalent to mine. And for those of you who don't know me, I've got chicken legs, so that should put a just a damper on the entirety of your argument. Well, chicken legs aside, I'm sorry to hear that. I got. I, I got some meaty calves, actually. The thighs are fine, man. It's just the calves. I've been working on it. I've been trying to walk, you know, walk on the balls of my feet. We had a kid. Harry and I knew you a kid have, in high uh, school that literally walked around on his toes, and his calf game was on fleek. He has the uh, the, the Johnny Drama syndrome. Yeah, a bit, pretty much. A bit like it, yeah. It also looked like he just had to take a shit no matter where, where he was going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always just in need of a porcelain throne. Um. All right, well, let's move on because it's a great way to transition from Super Bowl ads into the actual Super Bowl. I figured we might as well talk about it because it's a huge portion of the evening. 50% of the viewers are probably watching it for football. 50% are probably watching it for halftime and ads. So um, all I have to say is absolutely disastrous. The cancel culture has once again prevailed and... I believe it has ruined one of the greatest complimentary parts to the Super Bowl. Ad companies completely toned it down this year in the midst of the pandemic, political division, social justice movements, and we were faced with just awful cameos with product placement just shoved down our throat, no creativity, um, and quite frankly, you know, I think that whoever was in charge should be fired instantly did you did you have a favorite commercial i had a i thought there were a few good ones i, I mean look i put i i put down a couple of the ones that i did enjoy but overall you know like the bud light seltzer when life hands you lemons i enjoyed but they also just resurfaced everything from the past the bud light night post malone i mean you name it they just resurfaced it it wasn't anything new or creative and oh wow you made a seltzer so did every other alcohol company in the world. I'm yeah, so- <laughs> we, really, we really missed the ball on that one. Um, yes, seriously. We totally dropped the ball. Um, but 
one thing to note about the ads. Wow, Robin Hood. Wow. Running an ad in the midst of the GME and the AMC scandal and saying that anybody can use their app. They're there for free trade. Just one of the most insensitive fuckhead moves of 2021. Well, at this I mean, point, they're they're just trying to like save face. Agreed, well, but you I mean, can't also, run your slogan as anybody's welcome because that's not true. They also raised like 1.4 billion dollars after this whole shen whatever you call it, shenanigans all after all these shenanigans. Shenanigan ding like, dings, yeah. Whatever you call it, I don't give a shit. <laughs> and and it just, but it's like you know now they've got a ton of money. They ran an ad, cost them probably five ten million dollars, whatever it is. I mean, yeah, it's five. What is it? Five and a half mil for a thirty-second uh, airtime. Is there no such thing as bad press? No, I mean, trust me. Look, by all I means, mean, even just... even Gorilla, you know, Gorilla Glue girl, you know, she's she's made out. Gorilla Glue's in the news. They're probably gonna, they're probably flying <laughs> off the shelves right cake, now. She's caking out. They're caking out. People are like, wow, that thing is, uh, you know, that's you can a, use it for. Really, that's some really strong acid. glue. <laughs> um. All right, well, Tom, Harry, any uh, ads off the top of your domes that you thoroughly enjoyed? I was a big fan of the Mountain Dew ad with John Cena. John Cena was uh, childhood Tom's, you know, one of his heroes. And they were, uh, what was cool is they ran like a promo on the side where if you could guess the number of Mountain Dew bottles that appeared in their ad, you win like a million dollars. So I thought that was a cool little promo to like completely like miss that. Continue um, like acquiring views. Like people are gonna immediately go online and look for the video, research for the video. And I thought I thought it was a smart little marketing play on their end, and like overall, like pretty funny look, pretty funny commercial. At the end of the day, though, it is Mountain Dew. Do the do, baby. Do the do. Do. The do. I mean. Dude, the one that I didn't see that I was looking forward to, and I, I might have just missed it, was the Sam Adams. They didn't run it apparently. I did just see it tonight though. I so they're they're on, running on it. YouTube. I guess I guess it was uh, regional, similar to there was also a Reddit ad that they ran for like five seconds, which was thanking um, their users and subreddit users of Wall Street betters, which I thought was mm -hmm. such an epic play. Like well well done, you know. Yeah. yeah. The MVP goes to Reddit. I dig that. And like there's still certainly a tip between Robin Hood and, and Reddit going on. So Oh of course. And their their thirty second ad was kind of crazy. It was like uh something that you would picture in a movie where you know, like a diehard movie where the terrorists take over the screens in, in Madison Square Garden. It was just like a, a countdown and a clock and it was all fuzzy, grainy film, and then they just posted something saying like didn't think we could do it and talked about what they did on the markets and thanked their readers. So I thought that was pretty awesome. Have any of you guys actually used Reddit like consistently? No, I mean, every once in a while, like when something pops up, you know, but I mean, I used to use it for streaming uh, sports games, but all that, <laughs> yes. did, all that did was leave me with multiple viruses on my Mac. Oh, of course. <laughs> so, well, it's because it wasn't say, just, it wasn't just for streaming sports, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man. If you're going to Reddit for porn, there's something fucking wrong with you, hey, dude. 
<laughs> I'm glad that you brought. I'm so glad that you brought that up because I was does, listening. Does Reddit have porn? Pro- yes. dude, probably. All right. I was yo, time out. I'll, I'll be right back. I gotta. Yeah, I gotta. Yeah. I gotta go do something. You're a bad yeah, man. Bad. Does it dude. really? That's fucking. That's crazy. <laughs> that, they ran that, a Super Bowl ad. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. All right, well, let's move on. Speaking of the Super Bowl, we can go ahead and just transition smoothly into uh, Super Bowl LV recap. We'll just start it off, okay? We'll get it out of the way. Congratulations to Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But there is uh, a little bit to discuss here, in my opinion. And I'd love to open it up with what the fuck happened, Kansas City? Exactly what I said was going to happen. No, I'm like, look, I get your point, and you had valid points in terms of Tom Brady and the Bucks winning, but we're talking about one of the most prolific offenses in the NFL today, and they were held to nine points, and the O-line decided that they were just going to all take edibles before the game. Poor Patrick Mahomes was just a freaking punching bag. Got sacked by a guy with seven fingers. Well, to counterpoint that, the offensive line, I think, was missing two starters. So they they had some injury issues up front. And, I mean, yeah, it was, it was a little sad just how poorly, in general, Kansas City played. And, Grimes, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but I was not really impressed with what Kansas City had done leading really the second half of the season they were good enough to cruise through the AFC for sure but I they they weren't really putting teams away in the fashion that they did last year and when it comes to the Super Bowl it's very much not you know the better team but which team is is playing better and on paper yeah I think you can argue Kansas City is probably the better team but Tampa Bay had been playing and was playing the best football of the year. While I felt like Kansas City was really just kind of on cruise control into the Super Bowl. Yeah. The, I mean, go ahead, Harry. It's exactly, I mean, we talked about it, like, you know, in the last episode, you know, Tom Brady and, and Tampa Bay, they were, every single week, they were getting better, right? Like, for, really for the entire second half of the season. Um, but the reason why I was, feeling KC is because of how they played against Buffalo. And I was like, all right, they still, they're still that team. Losing both tackles clearly was a massive, massive loss for them. Um, I mean, was, I think it, Andy Reid's it, son it, played a huge factor into this as well. Andy, Andy Reid's son, that's a huge distraction leading two, three days before the game. Um, are the two tackles in that, are they enough factors to say like, Oh, if those things didn't happen, Kansas City would have won. I don't know because thirty-one to nine is a pretty convincing way to win. Yeah, so one hundred percent. I mean, was Mahomes not at one hundred percent? We discussed the turf toe surgery post, you know, uh, season, but obviously Dude, these guys pushed through that shit. Mahomes, Mahomes no, was I making mean, Mahomes was making the plays. passes. Yeah, there was multiple touchdown passes that were dropped. One that went off the face mask of a receiver. Um, Kelsey had a massive drop and it's just plays that cannot happen in the Super Bowl. There's just simply no way that those balls should have been dropped. And especially when you have a guy like Mahomes running around 
on a busted up foot. Truly, like I cannot praise the guy enough for the plays that he was making. It's pretty, you know, well known and voiced now, but they were incredible. Just the fact that he was the stuff that he was able to get away with, get out of, it was it, it was pretty uh pretty amazing to watch. And like honestly, even though they were incomplete passes, like I couldn't believe what I was seeing out of Mahomes. But like all in all, I felt like the offense really just let him down and like pun unintended, like dropped the ball in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, look, you guys called it. Or Tom, you called it. Uh, obviously, there's no reason anybody should continue to doubt Tom Brady. I think, you know, the conversation about, you know, oh, is he the goat leading into this? Will he be the goat? Will he cement that? The bottom line is, this is a guy who went 199th in the sixth round of the 2000 NFL draft. He was splitting time at Michigan. I think he pretty much started the goat conversation there, and then followed by six Super Bowls. Why is this still a conversation? This guy truly is one of the greatest talents to ever step onto the football field, and that's coming from a Giants fan. And if it weren't for Eli Manning, the guy would have fucking nine Super Bowls. He, it's, yeah, I mean, yeah, the conversation's over. It's done with. But it should, you know what I mean? It shouldn't even be. People were like, oh, it, the go conversation's resurfaced now that he's going down to Tampa. It's like, I, really? What? Yeah, but the go conversation is always going to exist because like, oh, 100%. It, just gives, it just gives the media something to talk about. But listen, I mean, to do what he did at 42 years old, says he's going to come back. They're probably going to be not the favorite to win next year, but probably the second favorite. I mean, it's incredible. He said he could play past 45. I disagree, but he's the greatest. Right. He's the greatest competitor, along with MJ's, and very much in the same stratosphere. But he's the greatest competitor to ever play. He's not because he's not the greatest athlete, right? He's yeah, not, not. He's, no, he's, he's not. not he's, he's not an not, athlete. He's not mobile, but he's the greatest competitor to ever to, that we've ever seen. Yeah. Did you guys? Uh, did you guys see his his antics today at the Super Bowl parade? Yeah, oh, dude. yeah. Guy had one one shot of tequila time. after God knows how many years of not <laughs> drinking, and he's plastered. Yeah, I bet you're right. You know, I bet he had no Ron more than one. Roofied him. I hope so. You know, we were, we were Ron probably about this dropped earlier. some like uh, you know some dancing candies in there. You know, I realized today watching all the footage that Brady just like wants to be Gronk. He just sees Gronk, and Gronk kind of epitomizes everything Brady wants to be. But Brady now the forty you know three year old guy, family, and just like the brand of like you know Mister Textbook, you know clean nice guy like he's and then he sees Gronk just being this crazy party boy and he's just like god damn it. well have like, you seen have you seen the cuts from the t-mobile ad that they did you really see what you've just mentioned come to play like the narrative comes together he first of all Gronk says two words retirement and Brady goes retirement's one word Gronk <laughs> and yeah Case and, in point. I feel like then, that was just... And then just... at the end, when he's like, Mom, where are my football pants? He goes, put this at the end. He goes, I'm Tom Brady. I want to play with my boyfriend. He goes, if you don't put that in, might as well not run the ad. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I mean, that's what I'm talking about. I feel like that wasn't even a scripted commercial. T-Mobile came to him. They were like, hey, Tom, next time Gronk call calls him. you, just, <laughs> just let, just let me film it. Just let me film this. 
and that's it's just like their relationship is like so like big brother little brother it's incredible and it's honestly something that like was overshadowed in new england yeah i mean it really came to fruition here obviously just because of the connection that they had tom went ahead and brought a b in. he went ahead brought letter fournette in i mean i think he just had a strong connection to all these guys because he pretty much recruited all of them i mean how fucking crazy was it that all of them scored in the Super Bowl too. Meanwhile, you have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, the like staple duo that Tampa has had through all of this, and they were hardly targeted. I mean, Mike Evans, you know, he got his a little bit on the ground, but Travis Kelsey was pretty much the primary target the entire time. Um, all right, well, I'll end with this, and uh, I'd love to pass it over to you guys. What are the next steps for Kansas City? Um, obviously I know that they had two tackles out. Patrick Mahomes will most likely have surgery on his toe, but what needs to happen, uh, in order for them to get back to where they were? I think, I think just get healthy for one. I think they still have all the pieces they need. Um, I think their defense has some holes that they can fix mostly at the linebacker position, maybe some help with the cornerbacks. But other than that, man, they're still a championship caliber team. They don't have to do much. They just have to get healthy, try it again. My my concern with this team is what's going to happen to their offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy, who has mm-hmm. been probably the most highly touted head coach prospect since you know the 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 coaching carousel started, and it it seems like all signs are pointing to him leaving this year. And when they bring somebody else in, it's going to be very. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm definitely gonna closely watch how it all unfolds and, you know, what, what exactly the moves are gonna be made. In in my opinion, they're gonna hire somebody that is gonna come in and basically let Patrick Mahomes do his thing. The last thing that Kansas City needs to do right now is bring in somebody who's gonna tell Patrick Mahomes what to do. Like the guy still is nasty. He is probably been calling most of his own plays and i feel like the enemy is just another it's it's like a, a belichick disciple in a sense where he was you know all the 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 coaching staff under belichick are kind of you know blessed in the sense of like oh well this guy must be good look at how the team's doing i think it's i, I don't want to doubt the guy i hope the best for him but i'm worried that the same is going to happen to him where he's going to go to a job and it's going to be like, oh, well, it was it was just Mahomes. So best of luck to him and best of luck to Kansas City because they got some uh, some serious decisions to make that are really going to sculpt the, the future of this offense. And I'll end on this. Congratulations to Tom Brady and his seven Super Bowls and the MVP. But the true MVP of that Super Bowl was the Bucks defense. Just absolutely outstanding like they they from beginning to end did not stop they did not take their foot off the pedal levante david and devin white are the new scariest linebacker duo straight up that that hasn't lived in pittsburgh in a long time in in my opinion it's pretty awesome it's cool white is truly an animal He's a scary, scary. He's he's quickly becoming one of my favorite players in the league. Yeah, I think that's as right. a you know a, a young dude just getting started. I can't wait. Um, also on on the 
Oh no! Actually, never mind. Let's cut that. Out. <laughs> All right. Well, I was, let's I was on. reading ahead. No, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Let's talk. Let's talk waste management. Let's talk a little golf. We haven't really discussed much golf, obviously, since Augusta, but we're also again slowly creeping up on that. So we might as well start grinding these gears and talking golf. We'll start off by congratulating Brooks Kepka. Shot 19 under this past weekend. And all while playing mediocre, says Tom. Why don't you walk us through that? Uh, I don't know if mediocre is the word, but Kepka. You said he, without even playing well. So, yeah, I mean, I know you see 19 under, and it's, you know, that obviously is, is incredible golf, something I'll never do. So I guess I can't really shit on him for that. But he actually lost strokes putting last weekend which kind of tells you more about how the rest of the field played because I think he was like four or five shots back on Sunday. And Shoffley, Spieth, uh, Jimmy Hahn was around for a little bit. They all just shit their pants, just shit down their leg on Sunday. And it's just like, it, you know, Brooks is, is too good. He's too much of a talent to overcome that. Like, he's just, uh, you know, he's that much better than everybody else that was in the field last week. And so, you know, obviously, congrats to Brooks. But um, I think the bigger storyline this weekend was just the the fall off of the leaders going into Sunday. And that being Shoffley and Spieth, who were both tied at 18 or 19 under. And I think Spieth finished like four over on Sunday. Uh, Shoffley just he can't close. It was, it was sad to see, but as I, Grimes, are you the big Shoffley guy or is that Keeley? Keeley loves Shoffley. Uh, yeah. Keeley. Grimes, Grimes, you're muted, bud. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Keeley's guy is Shoffley. And as much as I want to love him, there's so much to love about his game. The guy just can't close. He just doesn't win. It, it's 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 very very true. <clears throat> I don't have much an opinion of Shoffley personally, but Brooks just did what Brooks does. Dude, he shot five under on the back nine. I watched the eagle he made on seventeen, shifted in from just off the greens to short par four, and when he made that eagle, that didn't necessarily finish the tournament because that that brought Brooks Brooks to nineteen under at that point. Um, but it was enough like momentum swing to really kind of propel him into that number one spot and then ultimately held it because Shoffley, I mean, he finished his round bogey, birdie, birdie, bogey, birdie. Like he essentially put himself in position by bogeying 17, the same hole that Brooks eagled. It's a three stroke swing right there on one hole. And then that put Shoffley in, in the position to need the Eagle 18, which is, you know, not really doable. It's, 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 it's just as likely to get a hole in one or, or whatever. Um, that chip Brooks, in was impeccable. It was sick. And Brooks just did what he does. He comes in on Sunday. He kind of like sits in the, in the pack and then comes Sunday. He just t- he turns it on and he did it again. I mean, he was banged up all last season. So it's good to see him back on his feet. And, you know, what yeah. what is this? This is his eighth victory, I think, in his PGA his, Tour his career. Eighth, his eighth victory. He's obviously notorious for for showing up for majors but this is a good sign for him that he's going to uh have a really good year so we'll we'll see what happens next have you guys seen this young kid oh man 
I can't remember his name now. I literally was just watching a special on him last night. Um, he's a young golfer. He came off the amateur tour. This was his first PGA tour. Um, he didn't make it to Pine Valley because he tested positive for COVID. You guys know who I'm talking about? Johnson Camus or something? It's not ringing about that he played last weekend. I believe he did. It was it was his first appearance, but his story is just very cool. I'll I'll try to surface it for next week. But Scott Van Pelt gave him a little rundown, and uh, he's just got a pretty cool story. He was kind of growing up in a low socioeconomic neighborhood. He was swinging a stick at cans, like in a dirt patch, and some, you know, awesome golf coach or, or sorry, I shouldn't say awesome, famous golf coach saw him, uh, liked his form, gave him, you know set of golf clubs and the rest was history so just kind of a cool story i'll try to follow up with it next week it's rare that we go back to back weeks of recording so <laughs> shots fired uh, i'd also you know on on the uh the golf note number one uh i don't care that jordan spieth had three good rounds i'm officially done with jordan spieth i'm i was pulling for him for a while to get Guy back stinks. into form his his best rounds are behind him, and you cannot convince me otherwise. I'll definitely give him his credit where it's due if you know he does come around at some point, but I'd rather be late than early to the Jordan what are your, party. What are your two cents on it? Just he's a mental midget, and he truly can't get past the psychological aspect? Yes, he's an absolute pussy. <laughs> he just has no mental fortitude is what it boils down to every time well watch said. him i'm serious watch him the next time he misses a putt or you know has you know a distance wrong he'll immediately look at his caddy and start pouting and it's just like shake it off dude shake it off you're a master's winner the open winner fucking act like it play with some balls He's just he's just a little soft mental midget, and I can't stand him anymore. <laughs> all righty. Well, I think that's all we got for golf, unless, Harry, you've got any uh, last tidbits? No. This weekend's kind of irrelevant to the Pebble Beach Pro-Am, which I've been to before. Kind of a cool event. Uh, I imagine the amateurs will be there. Uh, there will likely be no fans. There will actually definitely be no fans. Um but a cool event nonetheless. Bill Murray's usually there, like fucking around. So, if you have they're actually to... they're actually not doing that this year. It's strictly a golf tournament. No, oh, there's no amateurs. No amateurs. COVID, baby. That's, that's whack. What I will say is, and I mentioned it before we started this bit, we are slowly creeping up on the what will feel truly like the Masters again. True that. True that. You know. The azaleas are growing. They're not laying down fake grass. I love it. Love it. Can't all right, wait. gentlemen. Can't let's wait. go ahead and wrap things up here. We got some buzzer beaters to close you all out, and so we can get into Verdansk. Um, Tom, what do you got for us? Uh, well, uh, pitchers and catchers report this weekend for baseball, which is exciting. And uh, before we well. I guess I should have said this beforehand, but uh, Dustin Johnson, baby, guy ain't going fucking nowhere. Just won another tournament in his first tournament back in a while in Abu Dhabi, uh, which was a pretty stacked field. DeChambeau was over there. 
I think Rom was over there. A few European players were over there. Uh, pretty solid field, and DJ won pretty handedly, uh, pulling out against the likes of Victor Hovland on Sunday. Sergio Garcia was up there. So, just, you know, just because he's not doing it over here, it does not look like DJ has lost a step. And as far as I'm concerned, he's still the best in the world. And I, I just, I can't wait. I think the Genesis Open Tigers event is next weekend. And so all the big dogs are kind of getting together. It's like the informal kickoff to the golf season has typically been Tigers event at the Genesis. So keep an eye out for that. And, uh, Go DJ. That's my DJ. At, at this time, at this rate, it looks like we're going to have a pretty sweet battle between Brooks and DJ come, uh, come Masters time. That's, that was my favorite part of Brooks's win this weekend. It, was, it just propels his odds. It propels his likeliness to continue to win. Because if he's, if, you know, if he's winning these like, semi-stacked events, like the, the waste management's a pretty big field. Um, and, and if he can win that with, you know, just a decent round on Sunday, I can't, I can't wait to see what he brings to the table when it's all on the line, him and DJ Sunday morning, bring it on. Yeah. I'm psyched. Douglas, um, what do you got for us? I just kind of want to bring it back to this parade and it's kind of a, a point that I want to, it's a little bit on the negative side, but. Leave it up to King Douche, King James, LeBron James to try to like shine the light back on him during the Tampa Bay Buccaneers parade today. So when Tom Brady when that video went viral, Tom kind of like looking a little little frosty getting off the boat. And he and Tom tweeted, nothing to see her, just a little avocado tequila. LeBron and is just just he just has that way about him that just fucking it's like nails on a chalkboard, but worse. <laughs> he decides, LeBron decides to take the spotlight and shine it on him and go, man, oh man, I wish we, we were able to have our parade too because I would have been walking beautifully just like you. And I'm just like, dude, just for once in your life, like, fuck off. And also, <laughs> hey, asshole, you picked Los Angeles, okay? So, like, Tom specifically moved to Florida, you know? It's just how it yeah. shakes out, my man. Whatever, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, it's how it shakes out. But it's also like, it's dude, politics, bitch. <laughs> like, like you won your championship. Great, you didn't have a parade. Sorry, that's a lot. You know, everyone's had to go through it. Like, now that Tom's kind of having his moment in the sun again, you know, LeBron feels like the need to just, like, swoop in here and just be like, and make it about him every LeBron's time. LeBron's just butthurt because the conversation isn't about him being the GOAT and the ultimate athlete and competitor. It's like, dude, get over yourself. No, like, you. nobody cares anymore. You're irrelevant. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> Thanks, for my, Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, it's a pleasure as always. Thanks for joining us here tonight. Love being with you two guys. Per usual, shakes. Fuck you. Uh, make sure you check us out on Instagram and Twitter. Love you, Shakes. Additionally, please subscribe both on iTunes and Spotify. I mean, dude, the guy could have at least been like, hey, man, super busy. No, nothing. Fucking, I mean, out of control. Um, stay up to date. We'll miss you guys until next week. To play us out, I thought I would throw us back. And all I've got to say is 281-330-8004. Later.
slow dicks, little nigga sticking your chick. Pulling tricks, looking slick at all times when I'm flipping. Bar sipping, car dipping, Grant Wood grain gripping. Still tipping on four tipping on four rappers, four rappers, four rappers, four hoes, and no hacking, and no hacking. Blowing on that endo, GameCube, Nintendo, 5% tent, so you can't see up in my window. These niggas don't understand me, cause I'm boss hog on candy. Top down at Maxis with a big Glock 9 handy. Pieced up, creased up, stand dressed to impress. Big boss, Bill Buckle under my Mitchell and S. Oh, Gucci shades up on my braids when I escalate. When I'm riding spree well, sliding like an escapade. I got it made, the big boss of the north. Ain't shit change, I still represent what's your house, huh? Turn your neck and your day ain't missing. Me and Slim, we ain't tripping. I'm figure flipping and sir sipping. Like do or die, I'm pole pimping. Car stop, rims keep spinning. I'm flipping, drop with invisible tops. Hoes bobble, my drop step out. I'm shaking the block with 418s. Candy green with 11 screens. My gasoline all way supreme. Got Dodo the brand with a pint of lean. It tastes grinding to be a king. It tastes grinding to be a king. First round drop piece coming. Who is Mike Jones coming? Slap shining with the grill and warming. Slap shining with the grill and warming. I'm Mike Jones. Mike Jones, the one and only, you can't clone me. Got a lot of haters and a lot of homies. Some friends and some phony. Back then, hoes didn't want me. Now I'm hot, hoes all on me. Back then, hoes didn't want me. Now I'm hot, hoes all on me. Back then, hoes didn't want me. Now I'm hot, hoes all on me. Back then, hoes didn't want me. Now I'm hot, hoes all on me. Champ. My chain light up like a lamp, cause now I'm back with the camp. I'm crawling similar to an ant, cause I'm low to the earth. People's feelings get hurt when they figure out what I'm worth. I got 84s poking out at the club, I'm showing out. I'm a player, ain't no doubt. Hoes wanna know what I'm about. Biggest diamonds off in my mouth. Princess cuts all in my chain. Wood grain all in my range. Dripping stains when I switch lanes. Switch the name, it's still the same. Switch a house or switch a blast. Mike Jones, he running the game and magnificent by this cash. Michael Watts, he made me hot. Hard work to me to the top. G-Dash to me to the lot. He wrote a check and bought a drop. I got the internet going nuts. But t ferris got my back, so now I'm holding my nuts. It's Power Wild, baby. What you know about me? I'm on that 5'9 South Lee, baby. Holla at me. Yeah. 